to get up with God. It's good to see you this morning. You ready to kick the week off and have a great week? Me too. It's good to see you this morning. Hope you're having a great day so far. It is six in the morning. That's when we start our devotionals. That's when we get our day started. I'm ready to start my day. How about you? It's good to see you. So let's open to the book of John in the 15th chapter. We're going to read out of verse 1. I hope you have your coffee this morning. I'm ready to get started myself. Yeah. That'll get us going. Well, it is so, so good to see you this morning. Thank you, everybody that's joining. Good morning. Thank you, everybody that's on. I see you guys. Thank you for being here. We're going to have a great morning. We're going to read and study together. And then... uh Hopefully the Lord gives us some revelation this morning. Follow along with me. Grab, make sure to have your Bible. And uh, if something sticks out to you as we're, as we're reading, make sure you put it in the notes. And um, I like to read through the notes. I read everybody's notes and comments that they put in the comment section. And um, what you comment and, and put on there in the mornings as well as if the Lord shares anything with you. Uh, be sure to drop comments on there. And if you're joining from an audio podcast, thank you for listening and uh, joining the show. I hope this blesses you this morning. So let's pray. Let's make a confession over our day, start our day the right way, and let's get into the Word. So open with me, like I said, to John 15, and uh, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We give you the praise, the glory, the honor. We give you this time. We love you, Lord. We thank you for all that you do for us. We, lo- we worship your holy name. We magnify you. We lift you up this morning. We thank you for this time, Lord, for this uh, for another day to live, breathe, and be alive. Rejoice and praise your name and exalt your name on high. We give you this time this morning. We give you our life this morning. We just give you our attention. We don't hold anything back from you, Lord. You have every, we, we come to you with reckless abandon. We come to you fully open and available for the use of your work and your kingdom. We just ask for your help and you empower us, anoint us, and equip us. We just worship you and we thank you, Lord, that you're good to us. You're faithful to us. And we love you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Say this with me. Say, my Bible is my survival guide for my life. I receive everything that it has for me today. I will walk in all of the promises of God's word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now say this with me too. Say, my body is healthy. My body is strong. My body is full of God's life. There's no sickness, no pain, no disease in my body. I'm healthy, strong, and full of God life. That's the way you start your day right there. You speak over your body. You tell it what it should be. That's a great thing to do. All right. So first, uh, not first John, rather, John 15, verse 1. Let's start there. And then I've got a few other scriptures I'm going to read and share with you. And we're going to flip to maybe, oh, I don't know, four or five different um, Bible verses. But you can follow along. You don't have to turn to all of them. Um, So John 15, verse 1, says, I'm the true vine. My father father is the vine dresser. So this is is Jesus speaking out of John. He said, I'm the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, 
he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Now, when I read this, if you stopped maybe in verse 6, yeah, if you stopped and read through verse 6, you would think this is just about Christianity, um, living a Christian lifestyle, um, abiding and being close to the Father, close to Jesus, which it is, it 100% is. But you can't stop mid-verse in this particular context as it continues on into verse 7 saying, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So Jesus, Jesus is not confused. Jesus is not, uh, um, he's not uh, um, nervous either. He knows exactly what he's trying to communicate and in this book of John, it was recorded for our notes to be able to apply these things to our lives today. And in this, as I was reading, it took me, it took me aback a little bit because I was reading this in terms of what can we do for the father in being attached to the vine, being attached. Thank you, Lord. He's, I'm having trouble trying to communicate, you know, how I was seeing it before and how I see it now. But the way I saw it before was more of what we could do in attaching ourselves to the vine. And then, the, and then as I read this in my spirit, it, it kind of came up that God's saying to us through Jesus speaking here, God's saying to me and you, what can I do through you being attached to me? So it's not so much with the fruit that we have to bear. It is. We'll bear all this fruit. But he's talking about what can he do through me and you to produce fruit and make the fruit available. It's not just um, what do we have to do to stay attached. That is a part of it. We have a responsibility in staying attached to the vine and being close to God. But then he says once you're attached, there's a whole new open life to me and you. And we have to get beyond. I've said this before in my devotionals. We have to get beyond the milk, the, the baby-type spiritual things of the Word and start growing and developing in the things of God to become severe. Uh, my pastor uses that term a lot, which I love. I think it's very fitting, is we have to become severe Christians. We have to become at a more severe or significant level with the things of God. We have to grow in these things. And he said in verse 7, if you abide in me, my, word, my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. God has no intention on leaving anybody broken, uh, uh, leaving you 
helpless and having you fend for yourself. He has every intention on keeping you fully equipped and prepared for the mission and the life that unfolds and the, the life is that is at hand in your life today. So listen to this note that I read out of, out of Dakes that he broke down out of verse 7. Ask what you will. The, pro, the promise is ask what you will, plainly teaching that answered prayer is up to the child of God as to what he wants. Let me read that again. Get this. It says the promise is what you ask will what what I'm sorry. The promise is ask what you will plainly teaching that answered prayer is up to the child of God as to what he wants or she wants. This is in perfect harmony with the promises of both Testaments, Old Testament, New Testament. A true, trish, a true Christian can get what he wants as well as what he needs. It's not just about your wants. It's not just about your needs. It's about both being met, your wants and your needs. A prayer saying, if it be thy will, concerning anything God has already promised and therefore has already made it clear that it is his will, Providing we ask in faith, nothing wavering is really a prayer of unbelief. It is like saying, I know you've already promised it and you've made it very clear by your word that it is your will, but do you really mean what you say? Are you a truthful God or not? Can we depend on what you say? We insult God by constantly questioning his will that it is already revealed by his word. It is to be a human friend who had prom it would be oh so so it is insulting to him that it would be to a human friend who had promised something and we continue to question him about it in his will on the matter he would finally say to us what is the matter with you have i not told you repeatedly that i would do it can you not take me at my word are you going to make me a liar would you not dare do this to you would not do this to an earthly friend, why would you do this to your heavenly father who promises that he will do more for his children than any earthly parent will? And he gives some scriptures to reference that, that exact context. So when God promises something in his word, it, it becomes his will. When God says something in his word, it becomes his will. And if we question his will, asking about it, if he will do it, then we it's questioning his word and if we're questioning his word then we're questioning god as a would he do it is he a liar that he would or would not is there a possibility that he won't if we're a part of him back to what what he's saying in john what jesus said in john if we're attached to that vine, we are a reproductive organ of what he has. Think about what the vine does. It's like, a, let me give it to you in a different term. If you're a pipe, a pipe that's attached to a fire hydrant or a hose attached to a fire hydrant, you, you as the hose, you as the pipe don't have a choice into what comes gushing through you when the hydrant turns on. When that, when they crank the hydrant on, you know, there that what comes out of that hydrant flows through you. So as a as a 
branch attached to the vine of God, if you're attached, you have flowing through you whatever God has coming from him. And how it becomes part of your life, you don't have a choice whether it comes through you or doesn't. What you have a choice of is believing that. That's the only effort and work that just like the only effort and work that you have to put in is belief and faith and confidence in God's word. Just like a, a, a fireman has to twist the top of that fire hydrant and loosen the nozzle to open the gate for the water to go through. It's not that the water's not going through or the water can't go through, but there's a gate that has to open for the water to flow through that pipe. Well, same with me and you, we're attached to the vine. Jesus has attached us as the, as part of these, this vine and, and as branches, we're a part of him now. And so whatever flows through him and the gate that opens that flow from him through us is faith and confidence in his word. That's where the work comes in. Staying persuaded. I said this last week. Staying persuaded, staying confident on the things and in the word of God is what will continually per, uh, keep the gate and the flow of things open for us. Listen to this out of Psalms 23. Verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He lays me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. The Amplified says, The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. What else could we need? Feeding, guiding, and shielding. He's giving us provision. He's leading us to the provision. And he's protecting us from anything that would steal our provision. There's nothing that me and you should lack of any sort. And when we're attached at the vine, when we're as a branch, when we're attached to that vine, there's all of the blessing and promises that God has made to us flowing through and for us when the only thing that we have to do is believe. Let me read you two more. You could just listen to these. In Psalms 34, write these, write these three scriptures down. Psalms 23, 1. Let me write them down too. I've got them pulled up, but I want to write them down. Psalm 23, 1. Psalm 34, 9. says, O fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Let me read it out of the Amplified. 34, verse 9. O fear the Lord, you his saints, revere and worship him, for there is not want, not want to those who truly revere and worship him who got with godly fear. The young lions lack food and suffer hunger, but those who seek, inquire of, and require the Lord by the right of their need and on the authority of his word, none of them shall lack any beneficial thing. So that's Psalm 34, 9. And then also write this down, Psalm 84. If you need the, me to go back through these, um, comment in the on the notes or in the the, the comment section there. And if you uh, if you're listening by audio, just rewind it. Um, you can just rewind the th rewind. I mean, we're not on VHS tape tapes here, but you can hit the back button on my you know reverse it, 15 seconds or whatever. Um, Psalm 84:11. Psalm 84:11. 
says, For the Lord God is a sun, is a shield. The Lord God will give grace and glory. No good thing will be withheld from those who walk uprightly. Now turn with me into James 1. So God being attached to this vine, and this is, this is given to me in a new light in this John 15 as I was reading it this morning, because I've always thought of this as us doing work for God being attached to this vine. And there is context there for that. that supports that. That us being a um, uh, producing fruit, producing um, uh, work for God in our own life, there is evidence of this in here. But what I think sh- uh, lit up to me this morning was a- asking anything of God and he'll do it for me and you. Well, what do you need of God? What do you need from him? What do you need in your life? He just He's told us over and over and over in his word, there shall be nothing that you lack. But the work that you have to do is you've got to open that gate for the flow to come through. How do we open the gate? Turn with me to James 1. James 1 and verse 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, James 1 and 5. James 1 and 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. I'm going to open the Amplified as well. I'd like to read that one. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave driven and tossed by the wind. For let no man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. For he is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. So you can't, this is what we started talking about last week. And if you didn't hear these, I recommend you go back to um, last week's, I think, Thursday and Friday. Um, go back and you can listen to episode like 135, 136. And we talk about, um, we talk about some of these things in how, uh, um, being double-minded, these, these different things can affect your life and how this does what it does to you. But listen to this in verse, uh, uh, verse five again, if any of you lacks wisdom now, you can replace that and you would not change the context of the scripture or change the Bible. You can say if any of you lacks and then put a blank space there for what you lack. Because jumping up before that in verse four, it says, let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. So it's not just just referencing wisdom, but Wisdom would be a great thing to obtain. You, you know, if you had a choice, think about what old Solomon did in the Bible. He didn't ask for money and increase. He asked for wisdom on what to do so that because with a lack of finances, this is just a side note here. Pause for a second. With a, with the lack of finances comes a lack of information and a lack of wisdom. When, when you're lacking financially in some area, there's definitely some things that need to be handled in the financial side of things. The, there's some things that need to be handled there. But then there's another side to that as well. It's not just money and it's not just wisdom and information. There's multiple pieces to a lack of finances. Well, wisdom and information are a huge asset to keeping 
money and obtaining more of it. Um, you know, you've heard about people who win the lottery and, uh, you know, I see people all the time at gas stations who, um, they drive a vehicle that doesn't, uh, replicate a, uh, uh as if they take care of a lot of their things. I'm just going to put it that way. And then I see them walk inside and then they go buy a lottery ticket. And I think to myself, whenever I see that, I'm like, you, you can't take care of one vehicle, Right. Like this one vehicle that you have, not that it's, I'm not talking about a, I've got a vehicle and I, uh, I take care, I care about my vehicle, but I've always done that. I, when I was 16 years old, I was gifted a vehicle from my mom and I took care of it. I washed it on Saturdays and I cleaned on the inside of it. It was never dirty. It wasn't, didn't have, you know, things going, going on in it. And, uh, I'm, I'm talking about, this is what we're talking about. And, it wasn't just because it was a super nice car that I took care of the car. I took care of my vehicle because I, it was important to me. It was something that I it was, I just felt like I needed to take care of it. Well, my point with this is I see people who barely take care of their own vehicle. It doesn't matter how nice or how it doesn't matter with the vehicle. My, my car I had when I was 16 or 17 years old was, it was a, a, a Honda civic, a little Honda civic. It wasn't like, um, a super nice, you know, it was a new car. My mom got it for me and helped me get it. And I ended up making payments and stuff on it, which was a great thing, but it wasn't a super nice car. Like a, you know, it wasn't like a Maserati or a Porsche or anything like that. It was a Honda civic and there are nice Honda. I had a Honda civic later in life and there's nothing wrong with Honda civics, but I didn't take care of it because it was a, you know, a Ferrari. I took care of it because it was mine. I took care of it because of mine. And I see these people go into, to like go buy these lottery tickets, hoping to get rich in this, you know, and make a lot of money. And I look at their vehicle. They don't take care of it. So what are you going to do with more? You know, cause you're obviously going to buy a nicer car. You're obviously going to buy some nicer things if you have some more money. And we're talking about wisdom here and, and why wisdom is an important thing as well. Um, but what's the point? You know, are you, okay, you got all this money now without wisdom and without information, you obtain all this money. You you don't even take care of what you have right now. So you're going to go buy 50 more of what you already have. Do you understand what I'm saying? What that's not going to benefit you. You're going to end up in a worse position. Like you're, you're in a bad position already. And, and so I'm using this in the terms of understand what I'm saying is that more of something without wisdom and without information doesn't always do you better. And so remember, we're on a pause right now. I kind of took that and we're going a different direction with this. But the Bible says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask God. Why, why does it say wisdom? Why does James 1 say wisdom and not say, if you lack money, ask of God and he will give you? You can ask of God for more of money and he will give it to you. But my point here in this little segment of pausing is why ask for something without wisdom being added to it first? That's a huge increment. It's a huge piece to add to anything that you ask for wisdom and information. Because if you make all the money that, you know, you let's say you win the lottery and you get uh, $10 million in after taxes, you know, you won 25 million or you won 20 million in after taxes, everything's the government's got their share and you get 10, you've got 10 million cash now, but you don't have wisdom and in, or information. You're going to lose that money very quickly. 
you're going to lose that because wisdom and information tells you what to do with that money. So my point with that is, let him. If you lack wisdom, let him ask. That's why he put it there. Wisdom is the key ingredient. Solomon said to us, in you know, when we read about Solomon, he, when he was having his conversations with God, God asked him, "What what do you want? What do you want?" He said, "Just wisdom. I want wisdom." And he said, "Because you didn't ask for more stuff, you asked for what to do with the stuff that you get." I'll make you the richest that's ever existed. Well, I, that sounds like a, a smart plan for you and I. That's just a little side note. Um, when I read wisdom there, that's kind of what it took for me. So that took three minutes out of our devotional to talk about something off track, but I felt it was good. So back to what we're talking about with being attached to the vine. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all, who gives to all, liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him but let him ask in faith so now back unpause now back to our vine okay we're back to being attached to the vine when we're attached to that vine god's flow of blessings and there's unlimited blessing available to me and you comes to us through the power of God, through the power of being attached to his branch, to that, uh, to that vine. And the root, it flows through us because of our confidence and our willing to ask in faith, our willingness to ask in faith without doubting, without wavering. 1 John 3, verse 21 says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards, towards God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sights. But remember, there's an asking. Whatever we ask, we receive from him. We are attached to this vine. We're attached as a branch. Anything that flows from him flows through us. And finally, in Matthew 7, let me read this to you. Ask and it will, Matthew 7, verse 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and it will be opened to you. Everyone who asks receives and who seeks and finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. See, our Father doesn't hold anything back from you and me. And us being attached, now listen to this. Back to John 15. Verse 7 says, if you abide in me, my word abides in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. In verse 8, by this my Father is glorified, that you, you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So now, let's, let's, uh, let's grow from this a little bit. So if you abide in me, we establish this as being attached to the vine, what you ask, when you ask what you desire, it'll be done for you. My father is glorified that you bear much fruit. When you bear much fruit. So you've got to look. Okay, now look at, let me look at my life. Now this isn't for me to judge for you or for you to judge for me. So don't take me out of your mind and you take anybody else out of your mind and you put your own life in your mind. Am I bearing fruit? Fruit, 
It doesn't mean that you have to bear one type of fruit. You're attached. We've been grafted in. We learned about this last week, too, as we read through the word. We've been grafted in. So there may be different types of fruits that bear. They're all the same uh, from the same family of fruit. But we may bear different types of fruit according to what he said. He didn't say, ask one specific thing and I'll only produce this type of thing in your life. It's not just financial increase. It's also health increase, wellness in your body increase. It's mental increase, uh, information, knowledge, wisdom increase. You, you can't put a cap to what he's willing to open doors and you know make available to you there's no limit to that there's complete openness and access to everything that god has you have to put a name to it but we can establish one thing as fact god is ten god has an intention of being glorified or being exalted or being lifted up in you by how much fruit that you bear it says in verse 8 by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. It doesn't matter what area it's in. So I, I don't care if you're the wealthiest person on the planet and have you just won you know the hundred million dollar lottery or you have uh, you had a hundred million dollars entrusted to you in some capacity. If you don't have wisdom and uh, if you lack wisdom or lack information and in not bearing fruit in that area, you got to get that area right. I don't care if you're. Uh, um, totally wise and you have all the information on the planet but if you're sick and dying you have to get bear fruit in that area you've got to get fruit bearing in your life you have to get fruit produced in your life become a produce market of fruit and beneficial things from god in your life not my opinion and quit dumbing down the scripture to fit your narrow way of thinking that says it's not about things in your life. It is. It's about everything that's bear, that God can bear fruit for you. It's not one particular thing. It's everything. God needs you to reproduce to be a benefit for this planet. You are of no good to other people if you're in worse shape than they are. You've got to be the best that you got, that God has for you. And if you're not, get there. Figure out how to get to that place in your life. I'm not mad at you. I'm excited for you. I'm trying to help you be obedient like I'm trying to be obedient to God's word. Well, I'm just not all about, I want to help other people thrive. You will. You can help other people thrive and get closer to the things of God and get better in their life by you getting your life thing and things together. He wants you to bear fruit so that he's glorified and then you will be his disciple. And he goes on, uh, verse nine, as my father loved me, I have also loved you abide in my love. And if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I kept my, my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Full. That, and this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater has, love has no man than this. Than, so now it's going to, it's reciprocated through every person and everywhere that, every person that you know. And everywhere that you go, everything that you do. We've got to get out of this mindset that it's good enough. We've reached some sort of level of, of fruit. Now you've got to continue bearing fruit. 
Think about what the beginning of this says, and I'm closing with this. Every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So that's a given. If you're not bearing any fruit in your life, he takes it away. You've got to bear fruit. But every branch that does bear fruit. So now you're producing fruit. I'm producing fruit, Dylan. I have a fruitful life. That's great. But here's what God said he's going to do. I will prune you, snip, 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 so that you bear more fruit. So you've never reached a level of, that's why I don't want to rub any feathers or I don't want to um, uh, insult anybody, but that's why I don't believe in retirement in the sense of what most Americans believe it in. Believe Believe in it as. I believe in it as you can retire from earning like you have you can have income where you don't have to be anywhere and income can come in in the sense of retirement i believe in that i don't have a problem with that but in the sense of retirement to where you're done and you just lounge and veg out all day i don't i don't believe in all that i believe in being on assignment and working from working for god on a continual basis and bearing fruit continually you can never be have enough fruit you can never bear enough fruit you can continually bear well thank you guys so much for joining me everybody that's on this morning uh, if you're on Twitch, thank you for joining on Twitch. I, I see we've got a, a, a viewer or two on Twitch. I can't see a, a total amount on there. But thank you guys for watching. If you're on uh, Facebook, thank you guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Be a part of it. Appreciate you guys on here. Uh, if you're on Twitter, thank you for watching on Twitter. Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. I see you guys. Thank you so much. I agree, Jared. It's going to be a great day today. It's going to be a great week. It's going to be a great day. Thank you so much for joining. Amen. Well, y'all have a blessed day. I love you so much. Thank you, Miss Connie. I love you. It is. It is. This is good. This is the word of God is good. It's it's beneficial to us. It's helpful to us. Um, be sure to follow uh, if you're on watching on any of the platforms on Facebook. Thank you guys for following. We're, we've got thousands of people that have viewed and watched on Facebook alone, and I know that's a big platform that we stream on. Thank you guys for being on and watching and supporting uh, people that give and support. Thank you guys so much. Love you all. If you're on any of the platforms that we watch on, if you're on an audio podcast, thank you guys so much. I love you all. Thank you so much. Holly, thank you for saying that. Amen. Well, I hope it blessed you, Holly. Be blessed. Love you guys so much.